Welcome to the Julie Salant Podcast, the place to reconnect to your heart and live your soul purpose. This is where you will find inspiring information on how to reconnect to your heart, get into mind-body-spirit alignment, and step into your personal power. Together, we will hear messages from the sacred animal kingdom, discuss how to reframe success that works best for you, and learn to step into divine flow, allowing you to do what your soul came here to do. Thank you for being here. And now, let's tune in to today's show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. This is Julie Salant. I'm your intuitive healer for your life and business. I have an amazing, amazing podcast for you today. This is going to be fun. I have my very good friend and colleague. She is amazing. Her name is Ildiko Spinfisher. She's a quantum wizard. She has a new book that's coming out. And I'm just going to put my glasses on so I get the exact title, Energy Aware, Live a Life of No Mistakes. What would that feel like to have a life of no mistakes, everyone? I think it'd be amazing. But she's here to talk about the book. I've got some questions for her. And I know I'm just going to read this. She has developed a system called Life Retuning, which synthesizes quantum physics and the best metaphysics and psychology. And this system reverses dead end thinking and brings people out of years, years of emotional pain with consistent results. And I can tell you that she is the real deal. She has helped me through things that would take normally years and years, which we can go on about, but I want to focus on the book. But let's start off with welcoming you. Thank you so much for being here, Ildiko. I'm thrilled you're here today. Thank you so much, Julie. I'm delighted to be here on the podcast show. And this is just going to be so much fun. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just a, a blessed moment in time. Thank you. Yes, yes. So let's go ahead and tell tell them a little bit more about kind of what you do, because you are different than any other colleague that I've ever met. Completely different the way that you work. Maybe you can explain that a little bit. Sure. So um, I've developed a system called Life Retuning, as uh, Julie rightly uh, called it, um, which sidesteps the mind. It's not mind stuff. And instead, it uses a hidden database. And that database is your biofield. The biofield is the energetic emanations that um, radiate out from your physical body. And they are basically the emanations of the functioning electricity within your body. Uh, so those emanations, those waves, frequencies go out from your body. Um, in a healthy human, it's about four meters outside of the human body. Energy carries information. It carries data. And I am able to read the data and translate it um, into what is actually going on with uh, a client. So it might be an emotional um, block emotional baggage from the past. It could be a um, logical limiter or a self-limiting belief. That's what I call them, logical limiters, because mm. it limits your life and what you can do. Um, sometimes it is a physical block, uh, but it's all to do with the, the, um, the energy database. So every second of your life uh, is recorded as energetic data. And your biofield is basically the story of you in data form. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot to take in. And I know you've <laughs> talked about it before, but it's amazing. Yeah. And it's incredible yeah. when I think about how sometimes other practitioners don't even touch that field, which makes perfect sense as to why people would not get the results that they're looking for. Mm. Right. Yes. Sometimes that's right. It's, it's cut out not considered um i mean you know i can't speak for any other therapists or healers but i mean they do amazing work but the way that i work is in in totality i don't leave anything undone or um the job um on any level undone because uh energy is constantly available and energetic information is instantly instantly available as well so Nothing is hidden. Um, when I work with life retuning, nothing is hidden. It's all there. Even if a client doesn't know it, doesn't remember something that I pick up on that is relevant, a key 
um, time in their life uh, for why they are feeling the way they are feeling now. Um, it makes no difference because I'm undoing coding. I'm, I'm creating clear code in their bio field, which means erasing um, any um, any disharmony from the past that is affecting the current um, situation. And I can tell you from experience that what she does is the truth. It's amazing. And she does do all of the layers and she can take something as simple as a, it's not simple, but an energy block or a money block or anything you've been afraid of. You know, she was um, working with people who are afraid of spiders, which many people are, and you could have had this your entire life. She will pinpoint when it started, even if your subconscious there has it, but your conscious doesn't have it. You don't know, maybe you were three years old, like I, yeah, you got for me. Right. Yes. But it's amazing, amazing work. Tell us why you decided to write the book. So I decided to write the book because, um, so I started my practice back in 2004. Um, at, the, at the beginning of it, I didn't really know much about energy. Um, and then during the subsequent years, uh, when I started working with clients and I uh, eventually um, stretched out to working with clients globally via Zoom. So, um, you know, some a lot of people are Zoom newbies um, since last year. And yeah. um, I actually was a Zoom newbie in 2012. So what I'd already gathered as knowledge and awareness of how energy works by 2012 was quite considerable. And then I took it online globally. And then I started seeing global patterns in people's thinking in people's behavior showing up. You know, one day I could be working with somebody in Australia in the morning, somebody here in the UK um, in the afternoon and somebody in the States in the evening. And the same self-limiting beliefs were coming up with, the, with, with, with clients that seemed to have nothing to do with each other. And yet the same belief was coming up on the same day, um, the same kind of emotional state. Say, you know, one day was an anger day uh, wow. all day long. I was working with clients with anger issues. You know, this goes on. This this happens regularly over and over and over. So these are the hidden patterns, the ones that we're not aware of. But I started reading these patterns on a global level and realized that everything is connected to everything else in a true the truest sense because we say it, but we do we understand it? That's the question. Well, I got to understand because I was seeing the fabric of uh, reality um, in energetic terms. And those translated into everyday stuff that people are dealing with. So eventually, it was actually a windy, turbulent, horrible autumn day. <laughs> in 2013, and I was sitting in my room and um, I was doing something quite mundane. And suddenly I just had this kind of flash of a download where I had a huge amount of information coming through um, my consciousness. And I grabbed a pen and a piece of paper and I just wrote like fury. And I only wrote for about 20 minutes. And when I finished, I looked back at what I'd written and I had 24 guidance principles for the new paradigm of conscious living. So they were there, they come through, and I was basically uh, very aware that this had to be shared with the world at the right time. Now, this was 2013. I called them the tenets. Um, the reason actually that that word changed, uh, because since 2013, it was the tenets. And then last year, um, a film came out, nothing. Nobody uses the word tenet, right? Your tenet is one of those old fashioned words. What happens last year when I'm writing the book? Christopher Nolan decides to release a film called Tenet. Wow. So I just looked at it and went, okay, I'm being told it's not gonna be the tenets. And that at that point, um, I changed it to the energy principles and actually it sits much better. It so does, yes. 2013, wow. I knew the book had to be written, but I also knew it had to be the right time. And it wasn't the right time until last year when I woke up one morning and went, oh, I've got to write this book now. So that's why it's actually been written. That's fascinating to me because we all talk about consciousness 
but we, and I always say that we are all connected, but when you put it in that perspective, I don't think of it that way, Mm -hmm. the global consciousness, and you are completely right. I totally agree with you since we've had this pandemic, which going on for over a year now, all across the world, people are being shaken at their foundation. Yes. And now they are ready to hear the message. I, I believe I completely yes. agree with you, but isn't it interesting that you got that so long ago, yes. but you knew to hold on to it. Wow. Yes, I did. And I, it wasn't about procrastinating or beating myself up to say, sit down and get this book written. I didn't listen to my mind. You see, if I listened to my mind, my mind and inner critic would have gone on and on and on about, you should sit and write this book. But I knew that it wasn't the right time. I wasn't in the right environment. It wasn't the right time. There were other things that had to be done before this book. And so it got parked um, in a very, very conscious, determined way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know when it would um, you know, be the right appropriate time. But uh, if you remember, I was talking about 2020 vision. At the beginning of last year, before the pandemic happened, I was talking about 2020 vision and that we needed a new lens now. Yes. I needed to be seeing the world through a new lens. I didn't realize that I was being actually very prophetic at that time. And a month later, boom. So um, it was quite extraordinary how the threads have come together to weave the fabric at the right time. Um, and, you know, it, it just um, fell into place in the most incredible way. I talk in Energy Aware Um, about my system of ending the disappointing outcome cycle. A disappointing outcome is when you make a knee-jerk decision, which is based on either fear or desire, and it's the wrong decision for you because you don't pay attention to the alignment of energy. You go against the tide, and what happens when you walk in when there's a massive wave coming in? Boom, you get knocked flat, and that's what happens. So that's the disappointing outcome cycle. And instead of that, I talk about making bright choices and bright choices are when you are completely aligned with everything, you have taken everything into consideration and then you make a choice and it's the right choice. It's a bright choice and it leads you into the empowered choice cycle, which then opens up incredible opportunities because you stepped in at the right time. You caught Mm. the wave, you become a cosmic energy surfer at the right time. Wow. That's amazing. And that makes perfect sense to me because if you think about the ocean, yes, you can go in and you can get, you know, a big waves coming, you're flat down versus the person that's actually waiting for the right time, the right wave. And then it's, 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 that's why surfing is a spiritual practice in Hawaii. It's spiritual. It's not for, you know, dudes to go out to, you know, show off their muscles. It's a spiritual practice because the sea teaches the wisdom of the universe. Mm. So um, that's why I talk about cosmic energy surfing. Wow. Tell me who this book is for, because there are many people at various stages of their journey, um, especially spiritually, who would, who would really connect with this book? So these are for people who are jaded out. Um, These are for people who are making recurring mistakes in their lives and they don't know how to stop it. And that's a very scary thing. When you decide, oh, I'm never doing that again. That was horrible. You make that decision. And before you know it, you made the mistake again. And you're there going, oh my God, how did I do that? I promised myself I wouldn't do that. And here I am again in the same mess. Yes. The answers are not there because the answers are not logical. They are not mentally available. It's not about thinking. It's about reading the energy, the hidden pathways, the domain that the natural world has been using successfully for billions of years. And in Energy Aware, I unpack some of the most incredible ways that creatures that share this planet with us have evolved and how they just use energy in the most incredible ways. Mm, Yes, yes. And you know, coming, thinking about that and thinking about, you know, the animals and how they just automatically go with the flow, whereas us humans seem to overthink things. I feel like this book would really help people get a lot of clarity. Does that that make sense on what they, what they not only need, but also what they've been doing wrong, if you will. Yeah, that's right. It's a, it's a guidance. I take you by the hand. I take the reader by the hand and I show you a different world 
a world through a different lens, a um, mm. lens that shows up the energy pathways. Um, and you can't go wrong. That's the beautiful thing about it. If you are energy aware, you can't go wrong um, because you have enough signposts. You know, when you've got a path which says this way, this way, this way, this way, and you've got a path which goes, uh-uh, then what are you going to do? You're not going to go down the path that goes, uh-uh. Right, exactly. <laughs> Unless you're a masochist. In which case, <laughs> I wash my hands of you. It's not <laughs> <for> you then. <laughs> Well, let's face it. Some of us need to learn lessons quite a few times. Well, but I'm hoping yeah. that it, this is those people who've decided they have had enough of that. Yes, and they want to actually live a fulfilled, happy, easy life. You know, it's like pressing the easy button. Don't go through all that pain and nonsense again. You know, mm. been there, done that, got the hair shirt, beat yourself up, and all that business. You're done. Yes. Why do it again? It's yes. time to step onto a different elevator and go to a different de um, destination. Yes, yes. And what would you say to people who are reading the book? Do, do you think that they would get results quickly? Is there does it take quite a lot of time if they're doing it on their own and not working with you per se? Um, I would say the way to read Energy Aware is read it from cover to cover first. And then the great thing is that at the back, there is a quick reference table, which is your state of being. Oh. So you might wake up in the morning and go, oh, I'm feeling really off. And you'd go to the table and you'd actually find out what off is. What do you quantify off as? Is it angry? Is it frustrated? Is it, you know, um, low mood? Um, and then there's a way of following the path to say, okay, so this is what you're feeling. What's happening energetically? This is the state. I call it a battery state. Mm. This is the battery state. This is what's going on with your vortices of light. That's the energy centers. As we call them chakras, but I've upgraded chakras in this book. I think it's time to upgrade chakras yes. um, because chakras come with a lot of baggage and a lot of assumption. And I don't, I wanted to get that out of the way. Mm. Let's have a clean start, you know, clean, um, clean wording, clean language. So, you find out what which of your vortices are likely to be impacted. And then I have a cool set of tools, which are energy tools at the back of the book, which are there to get you back in alignment, back on track. And they're not the kind of tools that are, I've seen anywhere else because they come from my own practice and what I've found has worked with my clients. That's amazing. That's so, that's amazing. And I love that you made that quick reference guy because a lot of times as we're reading, you know, you have so many things you could write down all these, you know, yeah. clues and ideas, but it's nice to have just that reference guide to go to whenever you need to. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I have in, in the book, there's 24 energy principles. Now they break down to personal energy principles, which are what you can do internally. And I call it inner activism. Okay. You are an inner activist. If you follow the personal energy principles, um, so you align yourself internally the, the next part is relationship prince energy principles, which are about the interaction between others, um, what you can do to align relationships so that it, they are harmonious. And the third part is the exciting one, which is the global energy principles, how we affect, personally affect the energy on the planet. And we are able to do things that alter stuff that we wouldn't even believe is possible but yet it is. And so there's 24 energy principles and the, the, the table, the quick reference table tells you which energy principle to go to, to remind yourself and to, to read it again, to see what the wisdom is in that principle. That's perfect because I imagine this is a type of book that you can read and then you get something out of it, but you can also pick it up a year later or six months later Absolutely. and see something Absolutely. different or read it a different way. It, yeah, I wanted it to be a handbook. You know, I wanted it to be something that will blow people's minds because of what I've got in there will blow your mind about energy because energy is a very misunderstood term. Mm. Um, normally, if you say energy, people think of utilities, you know, gas yes. and electric yes or physical energy you know like when you're running how much energy you're using but the fact of the matter is that's just scratching the surface mm. so energy aware literally is what it says on the tin it's becoming energy aware what is energy how do i harness energy where is energy um and then once that that journey has been done 
it's like you've got this guidebook then, but you've also learned to use a new lens, a new perspective, and you can look at yourself, everybody else in the world through this new lens. And then as a quick reference table, you can go to that and um, help yourself um, on a daily basis. Right, right. That's amazing. I love that. A new lens with a new perspective. Yeah. And we all need that because that's why things are not working, right? We're working with old paradigm, old thinking, and you're not- We've seen the end result. I mean, you can't hide the absolute disaster. You know, it's like- going into a room where a toddler has um, painted the wall with chocolate, you know, you can't hide it. (laughs) That's the equivalent of what's happened with the world and especially the Western world. That's we, you know, we've done the chocolate on the wall thing. It's embarrassing, quite frankly. So we need to grow up our consciousness. And this is the time because we stepped into the new era and this new frontier is energy. Wow. That's amazing. I I agree with you hundred percent. When people are reading this book, do you make suggestions as to what their mental state should be? Do they need to be open and relaxed and flexible? Do you, do you, how do you? Um, Not really. What I'm doing is unpacking um, because I, I'm combining psychology and energy because I'm a biofield psychologist. So um, I have the, the understanding from many years. I've worked with thousands, over a thousand clients. Um, I've seen the patterns, the, the psychology patterns. Now, that might not be traditional psychology, but this is the way that I have learned it. It's almost like Michael Faraday was not, uh, he, he was not qualified in um, orthodox physics, yet he came up with the Faraday cage and he came up with some incredible things. Mm. So um, I don't have those parameters of my thinking and believing. So I have only witnessed what was actually there throughout the years and through that i've built up a picture of how we function so each of the 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 um, energy principles combines a deep level of unmasking of the psychology that's going on combined with what's happening energetically so i'm not saying to people do this or do that it's more about when you do this this happens do you get it? Yes. Have you seen it? You know, now do you understand when you do this? This is actually what's happening to you, what's happening to the other person. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's have a look at what 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 is really taking place. So it's more about that. Mm, wow. Well, that's actually better because it meets people where they are. Exactly. Yeah. And that's wow. exactly where things start to happen because yeah. you can't meet somebody if they're not, there's no connection and you have to make the connection first. That's right. And everybody's on a the particular part of their journey, which is absolutely right and appropriate. Every single person is where they are uh, as an appropriate, uh, in, in an appropriate way. So whoever is reading um, Energy Aware will have their own journey with the book. And you know what? I find that so exciting that my book is going to have all of these journeys on its own. Yes. Well, I yes. won't be involved. It's kind of, it's like sending it out and it's like, go have an amazing time. Yes. The world and have some great relationships. You know? <laughs> yes. Yes. I believe it. Tell me all about it. Yes. And that's hopefully from the feedback from the readers um, that I have. Yes. Yes. And when you talk about a living a life of no mistakes, and what that looks like because so you know we all make mistakes this is just how we learn but you have actually kind of a better way would you like to talk about that a little bit the no mistakes sure so you know I come across people who when I say uh, I say oh what's your book called energy aware live a life of no mistakes they immediately say there's no such thing as a mistake and I say "Mm, okay so tell that to the person who has serious uh, serial disastrous relationships what would they call that Mm. would they call that something other than something that they don't want to do again Mm. well a mistake is if you if you break the word apart it's a mistake so you took that and it didn't hit the the target so you take it again so that's all it means. But, mm. you know, we, we pack so much um, meaning into these words that we bandy around and use and words hold power. So I don't um, I don't agree. Basically, I uh, my perspective is that the only reason why we're saying that it's OK to make mistakes and you learn so much and all of that 
is actually because we've never been in a position where we could live a life without mistakes. So it's almost like a, an excuse. Yes. Um, I mean, I was saying to you before this happened with um, giving birth before pain medication was discovered um, that there was this, this sort of myth that um, part of the birth experience was that a woman would have to experience that uh, extreme labor pain because that was part of the beautiful experience. Well, tell that to a woman who had to go through it. Yes. So once, um, once the, um, uh, you know, the pain relief was discovered and was started to be used, women didn't have to have that anymore. So what does that do? Negate the birthing experience? Mm. That's what basically was, if you follow it to the logical end conclusion of that conversation, then it basically says, well, that then negates your experience as a woman who's giving birth because you didn't experience the pain. Right, right. That doesn't work. For Uh -uh. me, it doesn't work. No. So it's the same thing with this. Can we live a life of no mistakes? Yes, we can. And the reason I'm saying that, the, 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 um, the confirmation of that is look at the natural world. Look at a shark, the apex predator. The shark even knows where a fish is if it's behind a rock because it reads its energy signature. Mm. You can't hide from a shark. So that's why it's a successful hunter. So if we look at it in those terms, the level of success means that the shark is not making any mistakes. Or if mm-hmm. it does, it's a very low level. Okay, you can't say 100% because you can't say 100% about anything in life. But let's face it, its score sheet is pretty high on um, its prey, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We agree with that 100%. And we can do the same. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not saying go out and hunt fish. What I'm saying is yes. we can learn from the natural world how to get your mind out the way and um, not pay attention to its limited understanding of a situation and instead read the energy pathways and patterns that are telling you the reality Mm. of the situation. So um, I do think it is something that people say and they don't quite, you know, I've, I've actually asked people, what do you mean? And they can't explain to me what they mean. They say, Oh, well, you know, because uh, we, we, we learn lessons. Yeah. Well, a lot of the time, the lessons are damaging our bodies because stress is a killer. So if you're stressed all the time because you've made a a situation develop that you are unhappy in and frustrated and angry about, and you recurringly make that situation happen, Mm. well, what is that if it isn't a mistake? Yes, I agree with you 100%. And some people have to go around and around. It's not a mistake. Your body's going, can we please not do this again? Yes. A lot of energy and effort to get healed from this. Yes, yes, a lot. Do it again. What's the matter with you, human? Yeah, well, (laughs) as we've talked before, we both feel that, you know, we're not the smartest bulbs on the tree. In fact, the tree may be smarter than us, but that's okay. (laughs) Well, actually, there is a story. And I mean, oh, Lord, when I first read this, I was just, I laughed, I have to admit. Um, There's a story about um, an amazing man who, um, he he was instrumental in developing the polygraph and, uh, you know, the lie detector. And he was um, in his laboratory one day, he was um, checking on plants, he was doing uh, testing with plants. And the the sort of, uh, the basic, um, premise of the the experiment that he was doing was to see what happens when a dracaena plant um, takes up water and it was connected up to a stress monitor mm. so um, he came in one morning and he was getting quite bored with this dracaena plant you know it's like yeah okay every day it's the same thing fine <laughs> and he went um, went over to it and he just had this thought about putting one of its leaves in um, in a cup of coffee mm. and there was no reaction. And then he thought about burning the leaf and immediately the stress monitor shot up and it, it showed that the Dracaena was extremely scared and um, very, very um, anxious wow. about his thought. He didn't voice it. How could you speak to a plant? And right. yet it picked up that he was actually uh, threatening to burn its leaf. Now, that's, mm. that's extraordinary in itself. 
but the second extraordinary thing, which is where we humans, unfortunately, uh, could learn a, a lot, is that he tried the experiment again, had the same thought, and effectively the dressing went, yeah, right, you're just joking. <sighs> yeah, you don't mean it. And there wasn't any stress reaction the second time. So wow. imagine the, the, the ability to um, spot a con man, a faker, mm. a liar. Imagine not being taken in by a scammer because yes. you know that they are not telling you the truth. So that Dracaena plant would, would probably just go, yeah, right, on your bike. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, but how many of us humans fall in, into that trap? How many of us don't listen to our intuition when it's telling us to do something anyway, and we just go uh, bypass it? Plants, I'm afraid, seems to be smarter on that level. <laughs> it's embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> know that you're planting the corner of your room. It's like, oh. yeah, right. I know oh. where it's at. I know the truth here. <laughs> yes, yes, I know the truth. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, tell You have some amazing guiding principles in this book, and I know you're, you've talked about your intention and how people receive it. Would you like to tell us maybe one viewpoint or something that you really would like to express to the listeners and the people watching the podcast today that really stands out to you that is important for them to know? Because I know you have a lot of information, but what would you yeah. like to share with them? I think the thing that comes um, straight in, and obviously this is the one I need to share, is about the unhappiness sandwich. Mm. So um, we are striving for happiness. There are so many programs out there on, you know, promising you that you're going to be happy and satisfied and abundant and all these things, but it's the happiness that I want to take. But how can we gain that happiness when we look at the environment that we're supposed to be, supposedly supposed to be happy in? So you have the news. Now the news seems if you if you just take it at face value and forget about everything else and just observe what's happening news articles are intended to make you anxious fearful and traumatized mm -hmm. because that means that uh, they will sell copies they will sell the news and the reason they will do that is because they are tapping in and using uh, your fight flight mechanism, which is what your mind does. Your mind constantly looks out for threats to your physical survival. So that's uh, almost like a perfect marriage to be constantly kept on, um, on alert. Yes. Because you wanna know when the next threat is coming. So on one hand, we have that. On the other hand, we have social media where we are seeing people who put up things about their perfect life. So we have a deep uh, disharmony going on. From the news perspective, there's always something wrong with you. No yes. matter who you are, you are not um, wealthy enough. You are not thin enough. You don't have the kind of relationship you should have. You don't have the family you should have. You're living in the wrong area. You're living in the wrong country. There's always something wrong with you. And this is also what advertising is based on is that there's something wrong with you. There's something missing from your life that I'm going to provide you. Mm -hmm. And then you will be 100% happy and 100% satisfied. There's that side. The other side is the unattainable. And now we have virtual models, a set of pixels that look like they are a person and they're not. And I think this is very dangerous because our minds um, don't make a distinction between reality and illusion. Uh, when you think about something, you imagine something and you're actually in the situation, it's the same set of neurons that are firing and wiring. Mm. So there is no distinction. And this to me is a very dangerous territory that we are now stepping onto um, because, you know, sometimes we should be asking just because I can doesn't mean I should. We don't yes. ask this. We go, oh, I want, I want, I want. And um, so the unhappiness sandwich is where we are caught in the middle. So should we be um, paying attention to the fact that the news is telling us we should be unhappy? 
because the world is going to hell in a handbasket yes. and everything's wrong on every basis every single day or should we be paying attention to the people who are telling us that they have a perfect life and this is what you should strive for this in the middle is where most people are that's why there's so much unhappiness mm -hmm. so what we need to do in order to be happy we need to start undoing the habit of unhappiness because we are expected to be unhappy in society that is the truth if you think about it we are expected to be unhappy so in order to be happy you have to first undo the habit of unhappiness before you can develop the habit of happiness wow so unhappiness and happiness is actually something that you've learned and a habit yes we we are we are in the habit of unhappiness we expect disastrous outcomes because the news and media have groomed us to expect disastrous outcomes from everything. Yes, I agree 100%. And that's why a lot of times I have to just turn the TV off because also they're not giving you the full picture to sway your mind. They're doing exactly. it purposely. If you step back and take exactly. the emotions out of it, you can actually see what's happening with your mind. Exactly. And I also talk about drama in my book. And I talk about drama in a very interesting way, a very different way to what wow. we talked about. Because if you start putting the uh, using your drama lens for looking at the news and looking at social media, you start getting the, the reality of what's mm. going on. Mm. This is so interesting because when you talk about reading the book, you know, just from start to finish versus just pulling out maybe some key principles that are affecting you right now or where you need some help in. Is that because you want people to see the entire process and uh, of how things should flow? In other words, let me ask you this way. Is it dangerous or not a good, or why is it not a good idea to just go in and say, gee, I think that I should look at this principle because it does discuss happiness and unhappiness and I'm not happy where I am. Um, I would say that um, you can do that. Absolutely. But I think the next question will be, and what else has she written about? Oh my God. Yes, yes, <laughs> this, yes. To blow my mind. Yes. So what else is in there? So I would say no matter where you start, you're going to end up reading the book. Okay, that's awesome. Wow. There's so much to think about in terms of what what's being thrown at us every day. And I feel like a lot of people are disconnected from their power, from their heart, from their yes. intuition. And what effect did that have on your personal experiences and writing this book? So um, at one stage in my life, I was extremely disempowered. I mean, I come from um, a background of being bullied at school. Um, I was taught that I was valueless, that I had nothing to share that was of any value, um, you know, just shut up and put up, basically. Um, so I um, actually, through my journey, um, I ended up dismantling myself completely. And when I say dismantling myself, I mean... I dealt with my emotional uh, history, my baggage, uh, through my life retuning techniques, and I dismantled all of the limiting beliefs that I held about myself, others, and the world. Um, and as I was dismantling myself, I was becoming aware of just how programmed um, the average person is, because... Some of those beliefs come from our family, some from society, some from our experiences, some from people we admire, you know, so um, there's a lot of levels of this. And I realized that um, a lot of those beliefs were very disempowering. Mm. Um, and as I was working with my clients, I was finding these kind of beliefs um, also with them and find and seeing, you know, how disempowering behavior can be when we are caught in these logical limiters. Mm. Um, so my journey has been to literally completely dismantle myself and then rebuild myself with the kind of um, belief structure that I wanted because it empowered me to do the kind of things that I want in my life. Mm. So, um, yes, uh, it's it's been um, a very powerful journey for me and uh, an, an eye-opening journey at every stage to uh, read the, the way that... Um, 
our behavior is dictated by the beliefs that we hold and that emotional baggage that we carry and the fact that we don't see clearly because of it we have a distorted view of ourselves most of the time it's ourselves um and then that shows up in our behavior towards others and you know that can be completely dysfunctional and so um the way to empower ourselves is to clear down our own emotional history and then not create any more emotional history um because we're dealing with it when it happens so we we are actually releasing ourselves out of that prison mm. um of collecting all this stuff you know it's like um a hermit crab that collects all this stuff on its shell except a hermit crab can just leave the shell behind when it gets too heavy and just find another shell <laughs> and we generally can't do that so we just get more and more bogged down and accreted down you know and eventually we can't be able to move anywhere because we basically just grounded ourselves down mm. wow that's such a visual picture when i think about that about the crab but also about how we hold ourselves down. I always think of it like a ball and chain and you've yeah. got yours, but you've got other people's as well. Oh, and yeah. I think, I think that's one of the reasons, one of many that this book is so important for you because for everyone, um, because, and I'd like you to speak on this too, if you would, it seems as though in my experience, a lot of the things that people use or the tools that we can offer them are sometimes seem very simple and we just overthink them as humans and, and mucky it up. And it's like, sometimes they're the profound is very simple. What do you think? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. I think, um, you know, the ego mind likes to uh, be shown uh, that it is uh, valuable and that it has a job to, to do. So mm. um, the ego mind complicates things and, um, And yeah, I mean, the indigenous people, I talk, I I do share some of the indigenous people's viewpoints um, in energy aware, especially Polynesians. Um, The indigenous way of seeing things is we need to switch off our minds. They see us as Westerners who uh, think too much and do not connect to our hearts enough. Mm. And the heart, the beautiful thing about the heart is it is actually connected by an incredible energy field into the energy matrix, the database of of everything. Um, This this energy field is a toroidal field. So the torus field or toroidal field is like a donut uh, with a central core and it's self-generating because the energy goes out from the central core and cycles back through the the you know out and then back in so the the information that it gathers it brings back in whereas the the mind field is not a toroidal field it's just a sort of um, effectively an elliptical um field um and of course fields going back to michael faraday who actually came up with the concept um fields are a place of influence So, um, you know, our thoughts exist in fields Mm -hmm. because of the vibrational frequencies, the energy frequencies that are, you know, contained in a particular space of influence. Um, But the heart field, the toroidal field is a self-generating structure, which is found uh, all over the place in nature. So if you look at an, an apple, the shape of an apple is a toroidal field. Um, The magnetic field of our Earth is a toroidal field. Um, Stars in distant galaxies um, are also toroidal fields. So Mm. it's a recurring pattern in nature. And our heart is the center of our life. It's the generator of our life. So the heart is the one that the mind needs to be aligned with, not the other way around. So we do overthink things. And... Um, my, um, my philosophy is actually not mindfulness, but mindlessness. Mm. I talk about mindlessness, uh, the, the less your mind is involved in, uh, in certain things, the better the mind's great. The mind's great at planning. And, uh, you know, um, so there are certain things that the mind is amazing at keeping you alive too. you know, making sure that the threats are dealt with, but it doesn't do emotions. It doesn't do love. It doesn't understand any of those things because it's the heart, the central generator of your life that is the one that is has the understanding. Yes, and I agree with you 100%. So, you know, connecting back in is very important and listening yes. and your heart 
um, I remember reading, um, it really is, you know, we always think of it as the brain first and then the heart. And it's actually, it's the other way around. It's the other way around. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, um, it's the, in a fetus, it's the, the heart that develops first. It's the first organ to develop. Really? Everything, yes. Everything develops from the heart. Yes. And isn't that it's interesting when we go the, there? Go ahead. The pumper of life. Yeah. It's the pumper of life. As soon as the heart starts beating, then everything else can happen. Wow. And just think about how, as you go through life, you disconnect from your heart so often. Yes, that's right. Wow. Because the Western society is a mind dominated society. Mm -hmm. um, so we got it the wrong way around. And here we are. We know what the end result is. And here we are. And here we are. Back to the chocolate on the wall, the toddler with the chocolate on the wall room. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I do think that people will resonate with this book in many, many ways on many levels. And that's why it's so exciting to have you on to talk about this. And I'm so very grateful for you actually bringing this information to the world and for allowing me to just share this with others, because I do think, I, I don't think I know it's very important. So thank you for writing this book. I'm just when you were going through it, I, you know, I think it might be fun for you if you're comfortable with it to share a little bit about how the book almost wrote itself. I remember you telling me because there's so much yeah. information. There's a lot of information yeah. here, people. This is deep. This is not fluff. This no. is deep. Yes, it's deep. There's a lot of research. There's um, there's some science in there which really underpins the whole uh, philosophy of energy aware as well. Um, so yes. Um, the the thing about the book writing uh, itself uh well at the beginning of last year you know it was just uh, a pile of post-it notes and notebooks uh, a disparate pile in various places in my room you know it was it was disjointed and uh, in bits like the jigsaw puzzle pieces you know just scattered everywhere and then gradually, you know, I got to write the chapters. I was starting to write the energy principles. The first thing I started with was the big chapters, the connectors. Once I had the connectors in place, then I started actually writing up the energy principles. Um, and when I really got stuck in, which was the back end of last year and the beginning of this year, um, and I was writing every day and at some stage, my book started writing me. Mm. So we switched over and I was basically being told what was to go where. And we almost had a conversation of, nope, that doesn't go there. Oh, okay, well, I'll put, do, do you want it here? Nope, that doesn't fit there either. Okay, well, what about, oh yeah, there we go. That's where it goes. So um, the book became an entity in itself. At some point it woke up and became a conscious entity. Oh. And that point, um, the, the work actually became very easy because I was being told what to do. Wow. <laughs> it was almost like being inside the book and just being directed to, you know, this bit goes there, as I say, you know, and um, it was just an extraordinary experience to, to have that start happening. So that's what I mean by um, the book was writing me. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I could totally tell because you've completely changed your energy and everything. I could just yeah. tell that it changed, yeah. changed over. That's amazing. When, when we talk about people, our clients that are on their journeys and everyone's at a different place, yeah. um, tell me, I'm, I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask anyways, and it might sound stupid, but just for anyone that's wondering, mm -hmm. does it matter where anybody is on their journey? Can they be so far ahead spiritually that they'll, some of this is too basic for them or somebody else is just beginning to understand and open up to all that is in their gifts? Will it will each hit them differently? But what are your thoughts on people being in different um, places on their spiritual journey and path? So yeah, I would say it doesn't matter where you're at um, because when you read the book, it's the right time for reading the book. Um, I don't believe in time or space. Um, the only time I believe in and know about is perfect time mm -hmm. when everything is aligned for something to happen. When that time happens, something takes place. Mm -hmm. so it doesn't really matter where you're at um, you might think you're very spiritually advanced but you might even find in my little book that there might be a few things you never considered you never know <laughs> little book being that's just yeah not a little <laughs> book everybody she's 
No. But yes, no, I totally agree with you. Sometimes we are on our path for forever, right? Since we're yeah. conscious and we think, gee, I've learned a lot. I'm so much more advanced than this soul over here. But I think the key is to be open. And I'm, I'm getting what I'm channeling is directly for anyone that's listening or watching with Ildiko's book is just to be open like a child, right? Just to be yeah. open to new possibilities. Definitely. Even if you think you've conquered something i do i do know she'll have a different viewpoint she'll bring one thing that'll maybe make you flip your whole thought process on you know success or relationships or whatever it is that the principle is yeah i hope so because um you know i've got a very unique uh, viewpoint on things um I definitely plow my own furrow. I do not, um, you know, follow the herd. (laughs) If there's there's a queue and it's a very UK thing, you know, we do the queuing thing. I don't do queues. (laughs) (laughs) I say create your own lane and then go, go accordingly because one person lane. Absolutely. Yes. 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 Because you are a unique individual and you are living here in the 3D in a body, but you are also spiritual and you have, like you're saying, energy. You you can, you do have the ability, I know, to speak to other entities in different realms. And if that's too woo-woo for you, that's okay. But I also know there's people on here that are going, yep, done that for quite a while now. So I think that's the timing is right, like you were talking about. um, There's a lot of different levels. I mean, I'll, I'll share that, you know, there is some past life stuff in there, but it's not kind of, it's not from a fluffy woo woo perspective. It's actually from, uh, research that was done by, um, a, uh, uh, a gentleman who, um, spent about 25 years researching, um, child, uh, stories in India, of children who had had a a past life and had come back because they'd had a traumatic ending to that life. And they came back very, very quickly. And um, they could uh, remember the people from their previous family. And in fact, they would go and actually find those people. So this is not um, a a one-off incident. This has happened many, many times. And not just in um, India, uh, I think he went to um, other um, Asian countries and uh, also started uh, doing research in the States. So um, this is something that we have to take on board as uh, a reality. You know, you can't just sweep it under the carpet. So what that then opens up is a whole set of questions about, well, what does that actually mean? And I can honestly tell you from the work that I do that I truly believe and I've seen the uh the the results um that our past life existences and what we carry through that is unprocessed from those existences can actually affect our choices on a day-to-day basis yes yes I do believe that as well absolutely I I just know that your book's going to help so many people take a different approach to life, different perspective, and also on how they are working and treating other people. Some people are not even aware of how they're, what they're sending, they're sending anything out and what they're sending out could be detrimental to everybody. Yeah, definitely. This Mm -hmm. book has a lot of information in it. And what I'm wondering is, it feels like, as you said, a book that will be around for quite a while that you can keep referring back to. Yes. because it's got so much to it. I don't think you can grab it all at once, even if you you try, even if you're a genius, it's just so much. It, it really is packed, um, that's for sure. Um, you know, it's been a long time coming, let's face it. It wasn't something that I just decided to write in two months. Um, so yes, um, it is going to be around for a long time. I'm aware that um, I'm carrying carrying uh, my readers over the bridge from the third dimension to the fifth dimensional way of living energetically. Um, yes. And that's what it means to me. And um, I really do believe I'll repeat it, that energy is the new frontier and we better get used to it because it's coming folks. It's yes. already here actually, but the biggest part of it is coming. And if you don't understand your energetic environment, um, you'll be vulnerable, unfortunately to others who do. Yes. Yes. This has been amazing. I mean, we could talk all day. I know you've got so much in this book, but I'm so thankful that you were able to come on today and shed some light into the book and what it's going to do for others. 
Um, Ildico actually has a goodie and a surprise for us today about an opportunity for you to participate since she is going through the book launch right now. Um, she also will be doing an audiobook, which I'd love for you to share about. So would you like to tell them about maybe some of the opportunities they have to kind of get the book and then the special goodies that you have for them? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm really excited because um, I'm getting my first uh, 100 copies sent to me um, within the next week. Uh, and those 100 copies, the first ones are all going to be signed directly by me as the author. Um, and I'm also going to be putting in those uh, those book copies, a limited edition um, bookmark, which is actually, uh, I'm calling it energy aware interactive, because at certain parts in the book, yeah, you need to go to my webpage and there's some little videos on there that you need to watch, which actually interact with what you're reading. So, oh, cool. It opens it up. Yeah, it opens it up on another level. Um, so there's um, there's information on um, the um, bookmark, which you can kind of carry through the book with you. And then you can go to very, very quickly um, because there's a QR code on there. So just basically you're straight in and you can... Um, interact with what you're you know what you're reading with what you'll be watching um so the first hundred copies only the first hundred copies are going to be signed by me um and they're going to be put in the post and they're going to be um addressed by my fair hand and sent out to you mm. so at the moment um i'm pre-selling those copies because once i get those copies delivered i want them going out the door um, so if you want to take advantage of having um, an author signed copy now, then um, go to my webpage. There's a particular webpage you go to where you can order either just the book on its own or you can order the book and the audio um, version, which um, is going to be recorded in the next couple of weeks. So you might have to wait a little bit longer to receive that, um, which will be a download. It won't be something I'm sending. It'll be a download, which will, you know, come to your email. You'll be able to open it and download it once you, you know, buy that version. Um, so what I'm doing, what I decided to do was um, put together a competition. So when I hit a hundred pre-sold copies, I'm going to put all of you who have um, bought a copy into a prize draw. The first uh, prize for that is going to be an exclusive session with me. Now, you might get some life retuning. Um, Julie was talking about the amazing um, outcomes and effects of the life retuning system that I have developed you might get some life retuning. You'll definitely get a vortices of light realignment session, mm. which opens up your energy centers, um, gets you absolutely um, uh, linked in to the energy matrix and um, will get you clearer, higher vibes and um, feeling better already. So depending on what tools come up for you, you know, as for me to, to um, work with you is what I'm going to use. So I'll throw in the whistles and the bells. Um, that first prize is worth 500 pounds, UK pounds. The second prize is a goodie bag. And um, I'm really excited about this because I decided to do a little bit of playing and um I've put, I'm putting together um, some cool stuff in that little goodie bag, which will actually interact with the book. So that's kind of energy interactive in a different way. Awesome. Um, that will get sent out to you in the post. Um, and the third prize is a T-shirt. I'm designing my own T-shirts. So I actually uh, have a degree in textile design from the past. Uh, so I like designing my own stuff. And I've designed a T-shirt to go with the book and, you know, the branding and everything. So the third prize is a T-shirt. Yay! That's awesome. And by the way, getting a signed copy, this is, that's phenomenal because a lot of times you can't even get that at all out of the gate. Mm. So that's amazing. Yay. So we'll have all the links below to where you can actually go on her website. You could purchase pre-order the book. Um, and as I said, she will be having an audiobook coming out too, right? You talked about that. Um, yes, I don't, right. I know you're just going to start recording that that's yeah. a little bit farther away, but 
Yeah. You know, this is a good chance for you to get to know Ildiko, know her work, and also to pick up some goodies along the way. And I know the book's going to be well worth its weight in gold. So yay, I'm so excited for you, Ildiko. Thank you so much for being here today. This was amazing. What would you like to leave the... What would you like to leave the readers with? Because I know that there's a million things that you could go over, but what would you like to give them, um, you know, some parting words or wisdom or whatever you feel is appropriate? So I think what I'm going to leave you with is what I always say, which is have a lovely now. Don't delay it till tomorrow. Have your lovely now. Mm, wow. I love that. Because, yeah, we only get one shot. You only get to go around one time. So. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being Ilda. I can't even speak. Ildiko Spinfisher. She's amazing. I love the work she does. She is the real deal. I'll tell you that. She's the real deal. And I know this book will be game changer for you. So go out and purchase it. All the links will be below. And thanks again for being here, Ildiko. Thank you so much, Julie. It's been an absolute delight and pleasure as always. And thank you for giving me this opportunity to share um this with uh the world and um yeah i just uh am so thrilled that uh i'm at this point and you know it's all done and ready to go out you know i can see these little purple wings of the <laughs> flying out so <laughs> absolutely all right everyone thank you for being here and we'll talk soon and have a great day thanks thank you Thank you for listening to the latest podcast. This is Julie Salant. If you like what you've heard and you'd like to go deeper, there are two ways that you can work with me to get personal one-on-one coaching or to receive an animal reading. Click on the link below to set up a time with me to talk. You can also check out the Spiritual Cafe. That is a membership-based group that I have with a dear friend of mine where we talk live monthly and give you information on elevated consciousness answer your questions and help you move through life with clarity and conscious decisions. Looking forward to talking with you soon. Thanks, Julie.